Red State DVD and Blu-ray pre-orders are available now at coopersdell.com. Get exclusive bundle packages featuring posters, soundtracks, t-shirts, signed scripts, wardrobe used in the film, and a chance to be a guest on air with Kevin Smith via Skype. Pre-order Red State DVD and Blu-ray exclusive bundles now at coopersdell.com. Smirch alert, smirch alert, motherfucker, smirch alert. Go to smodcast.com slash smerchandise to get your official Jay and Silent Bob iPhone 4 cases from Casemate. Choose from three different snoogerific designs. We got soft ones and hard ones. Hey, I'm talking about the cases, bitch. All emblazoned with your favorite Smodco icons, Jay and Silent Bob. Snag your iPhone 4 case for $39.99 and protect the precious smodcast.com slash smerchandise yo Canada Jay and Silent Bob are gonna be royally mounting you December 7th in Vancouver December 8th Edmonton December 9th Calgary December 10th Saskatoon and December 11th Winnipeg their comedic maple syrup's gonna be gushing all over your timbits. How's that for a visual, eh? Jay and Silent Bob get old. Live in the Great White North. Linky links to tickets at smodcast.com slash get old in Canada. Hey, Eldborg, Iceland. On November 11th, Kevin Smith will be inside you. Kev is bringing his famous Q&A to Eldborg Main Hall, talking movies, comics, sex, taking a shit, whatever you want to ask about. Hilarity will ensue. Kevin Smith, live at the Eldborg Main Hall in Eldborg, Iceland, on November 11th. Links to tickets for this and all Smodco shows at csmod.com. Yo, Philly, guess who's coming to the city of brotherly love? Hollywood motherfucking Babylon, bitch. Come get your celebrity news, rumors, and Liam Neeson's cock jokes at the World Cafe Live with Kevin and Ralph on Monday, October 17th. Top that steak sandwich with cheese whiz, showbiz, and comedy jizz. Mmm, tasty. Catch Hollywood Babylon at the World Cafe Live in Philadelphia on October 17th. Tickets for this and all Smodco shows at csmod.com. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck. Jay and Silent Bob get old. The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. Catch live video clips of Jay and Silent Bob Get Old and Hollywood Babylon on the Kevin Smith blog for the Huffington Post. Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. That's Huff.to slash Kevin Smith blog. Want early access to tickets for Smodcast Internet Radio's metric fuckton of live shows? Join Smodcast. For just $4.99 a month, you'll get CD-quality audio of every podcast you hear on Sir ad-free. It's like watching porn without having to fast-forward through that goddamn plot. You'll also get bonus video content and other badass exclusives. Smodcast where Smodcast goes save for pay. All the deets at Smodcast.com. Going to New York Comic Con in October? Well, Jay and Silent Bob are giving you one more reason to fangasm. Uh, you might want to clean that up. Friday, October 14th at the IGN Theater. Catch a live performance of the popular podcast, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Dust off that Batman costume that's three sizes too small. Or, fuck it, don't wear a costume. Just wear some type of clothing, because, you know, you don't want to get arrested. And get ready to enjoy a thick layer of gooey comedy jizz with Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. 
Jay and Silent Bob get old live in New York, October 14th at the IGN Theater. Tickets on sale now. For more info, go to csmod.com. Hey, this is Jack Morrissey, welcoming you to Team Jack, Episode 2, Attack of the Drones. <laughs> Attack of the Drones. To get the heavy lifting out of the way up front, um, I just want to give everyone my Twitter handle, which is Jack underscore Morrissey, M-O-R-R-I-S-S-E-Y. Also, uh, to let you know that you can... Subscribe up at iTunes. Just search for Team Jack. We are in the film and TV category. You can listen to us, download us uh, right from the homepage at smodcast.com, or you can go straight to our show via www.tinyurl.com slash teamjackftw. And I think that takes care of business. Um, with me is my able-bodied co-host, Greg Yolen. It's uh, your turn, Greg. It's, uh, do I talk now? I talk now. Spielblog it. I, I, uh, my name is Greg, and, uh, and I talk movies, and I have a blog called stevenspielblog.com. That's Stephen with a V, V for victory. <laughs> and instead of Berg, it's blog. And other than that, if you can't figure out how to spell it, I don't want you reading it. <laughs> with us today is our first special guest star. I'm the first? I'm actually very honored. That's actually quite awesome. Yeah. You are the first. Um, you're popping our guest star cherry coke. <laughs> I'd like not to offend. Um, <laughs> Greg Elwood, Gregory Elwood, who yes. we will refer to from here on out as Gregal. Yes. Which was his old AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> it was his old AOL address. It, it may actually still be. So that's so great that we've now told the entire internet web. Uh, but uh, can yes, we follow you on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, not through Gregel, but through Hitfix Gregory, all one word, um, H I T F I X, and uh, I am the editor in chief, co-founder, and awards blogger for Hitfix.com. Please don't say Hitflix. It's really annoying. But, <laughs> Is um, that a problem for you? You know, it really does. It happen a lot. Uh, it happens with people who don't tend to read well. But, mm -hmm. um, it's, does it happen a lot? It happens. <laughs> it, it's getting better after we're almost three years old and, and now it's, it's probably once every seven times. Right. Someone says it. But the, the problem was after a year, you would go in and do press, uh, for movies and, and events and the publicist who knows you for 10 years still says Hitflix and like, wow. you're like, dude. Come on. Yeah, that's a mental block. It's a it's a mental thing because they th think Netflix, but you know, think what, what, Quickster, and it's all good. Or Flickster. Well, or Net Flickster. Yeah, right. Netflix Net isn't thinking Netflix Quickster is what anymore. No, they're not. I know that was a joke. But um, anyway, it's hitfix.com, and uh, are, are we allowed to say that? How long I've known you? Are we long to to age yeah. ourselves? Uh, last week was episode one, not another origin story, which I encourage you, encourage uh, everyone to go back and listen to. Uh, especially if you're experiencing a bout of insomnia, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but it's only appropriate that, um, yeah, we go into the, at least the origin story of how you and I know each other. So I met you in, it was 1998. That's right. And it was on the corner. I don't know what the name of the street is, but it's I'll where see. Revolver used to be and will soon be again in West Hollywood, which is by the way, That's I have so many marker. people ex excited about that, which is sort of crazy. And it was, I want to say, September, maybe? Yeah. Oh, no, you had just... No, no, it wasn't. It was January. You had just come back from Sundance with Gods really? and Monsters. Okay. And... The you, only time we've ever gone to Sundance, by the way. That's... I know. And I've been Which trying to get... weird. You, and I've been trying to get you guys to go back ever since. Sundance, Sundance has been trying to get Bill to go back for a while now to sit on the jury, which is oh. the... Surely the best way to experience any film festival is to get that big. And I have to actually say, besides Telluride, all which, access pass around yeah, your neck, which I love. I actually think you guys would have the best time. Like if you're not there, I with totally your own movie, It's so fun. Have you gone, Greg? I've never been, uh, but I go to Newark Film Festival uh, <laughs> at, at least in uh, Newark, New Jersey. In yeah, Newark? yeah. Which they, is great because it's in the old. Um, 
It's in the old TikTok Triple X Theater yep. on Broad Street downtown. Yep. Give my regards to Broad Street. Thank you. I will. In the old TikTok Theater I where uh, every seat back has a little something <laughs> every, extra Every on seat it. back has a different smell. And <laughs> How does that compare to the Hoboken Film Festival? Well, Is there one? There probably is. There probably is. <laughs> there yes. probably is. And Hoboken is pretty and aggressive in their marketing. We are going to be murdered by by Jersey boys <laughs> and girls. No, this evening. No. No. Jack. Jack's a, a Jersey boy. He he puts his totally. protective Jersey cone over the rest of us. Well, really? You, but by the way, we're all we're all enjoying our happy lives underneath the the ultimate New Jersey Star Wars missile defense shield of Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, the, that's true. Yeah. Because doesn't true. it say now that um, the Kevin Smith state on the license plates? I think or, so. No, I think it's the cancer state. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's Matt Cohen in the background. Again, our... Uh, hey, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> our engineer, engineer and resident Gary Oldman impersonator That's for pre- the win. It's pretty fucking impressive last week, I have to say. Even though he was doing it to argue against... Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, which I went out on a limb as saying was a, a seminal film in my childhood and was immediately like, Whoosh! oh yeah, that movie's a piece of shit by like everyone around me. It was, it was scarring. Actually, that's, that's not true. The seminal, the seminal movie from your childhood. And I think I use the term seminal, although this is probably not something we want to argue too heartily, <laughs> was Indiana Jones and the Last well, Crusade. That, yes. Wow. That was my seven, Which I, I've just my set you up for wow. Greg. I knew exactly what I was doing. Really? Are we being thrown into the ring right now? No. You know what? <laughs> to be honest, Greg versus worse. Craig. No, 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 no. Real steel. To be honest, it could be worse because there are probably, you know, kids today who are 17, you know, 18, 19, and the seminal mo- movie from their childhood is Star Wars Episode One: The that Phantom Menace, or, or worse, Transformers. Well, True. yeah, in another five or six years, but yeah, absolutely. True. But you know, they—that's what or Armageddon, like yeah. to them, True. like that's totally the greatest movie ever. So that, so and honestly, in, in the rank of movies, oh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, it could be much worse. Well, thank you so much for that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, Greg. Uh, I mean, listen. I'm not going. This to is why say Greg. It. This is why Greg Yolen <laughs> is the co-host of Team Jack. He's I want to. I want to say that hilarious. I'm not going to say that that Last Crusade is a better film than like the great Spielberg films. But I. But certainly that was the movie that, and this is what we covered in our incredibly mm. boring life stories last week. Was the one that uh, the inaugural that episode made me yeah really really feel it. Um, and I and I'll stand behind it because it's a fucking well. It's a bloody well-made movie, isn't it? <laughs> you know, mine would be probably Star Trek II. The Wrath well, of you Con. can't oh, go wrong with that's that. That's great. Let's just have a moment of silence and, it, and, and appreciation it. for Star Trek II. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm Which, sorry. by the way, the only thing I'll add Here is it, it, comes. It, it I also think Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, is completely and utterly underrated. I agree. And I would argue that there are... Great cinematic moments in that movie that I don't know how they pulled off with that budget. I totally but, agree. But um, anyway, was it Leonard Nimoy's directorial yes, debut? It was not Three Men and a Baby. No, no, he did that after Star Trek Four. Okay, all right. And then he did The Good Mother, and it all ended. That is true. Yeah. Um, Star Trek Three, I remember at the time, seemed to suffer from. I'm wondering what your take is on this because. Uh, when I met Greg Elwood, he was working in marketing at Paramount in the old Marathon building, which we both know so well. Um, and I feel like the search for Spock as a title, but also that the all the so-called materials, the one sheet, featured Spock so prominently, turned off people who had sort of been ushered into the tent on Star Trek II with all the explosions and people on fire that was on the mm. one sheet for Star Trek II. And with Star Trek III, it was like, oh, the search for Spock, I don't care about Spock. I can't get it up for that boring Vulcan. Well, I actually think the movie opened okay, but I think part of what its its comparison problem was to like sort of the wider audience that the second one had gotten was the fact that it's a dark, it's a much darker movie. Right. And it, it doesn't have a lot of levity in it, although they no. tried. And it's... It's, you know, it doesn't end with this huge battle. It ends with 
you know, Spock being resurrected and, and the and biggest, getting his, you know, uh, mojo clim- back. right. And the biggest climax you have before that is them escaping, you know, the planet with, you know, the Genesis required, planet. the required fight between, you know, um, uh, Christopher Lloyd right. and William Shatner. But I think right. the other thing about that movie though, too, is you, you sort of nailed it on the head actually when you said it. There was no secret. Like you right. knew even before you went point. in, even in a day, an age with no internet, right. that Starlight he was Magazine get, he, was it? Yeah, he was coming back. Like right. there was no secret. And we knew he was coming back because, because he was directing. He was the not movie. only was he directing, <laughs> but also, and you see that his face is in the poster. Yeah. Like it's all so, big and crystal. Remember so, that poster? Yeah. Like what were they going to do? I think was technically the teaser, but yeah. still. But like, what were they going to do? Like, have you go see the movie? And he wasn't there at the end. Like yeah. it, it, it just was. I think everybody knew when they saw the shot of that uh, photon torpedo coffin uh up in golden gate park there in san francisco where they shot it on the genesis planet <clears throat> at the end of star trek 2 everybody knew yeah. why am i looking at this guy's intact beautiful yeah uh coffin resting lovingly <laughs> in the uh in the landscape if he's not going to come back in the next one but what about well, right. I also I also asked why am I looking at this, but that's only because I just don't give a fuck about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we walk off, though, okay. what about what about the idea that after Star Trek Two, where you have Ricardo Montalban making movie history as Khan, even if you follow it up with Christopher Lloyd, who was perfectly fine as I think Klingon Commander. Krug, or I actually Krug. think if you watch it again, he's actually pretty great. Like I think he is too, but my but. How, but he's, he's in the shadow of one movie back. Yes. What has become one of the sort of great, for us, um, but yeah, I, movie's great. but for a pretty big audience, it's one great. of the, the all time great movie villains and was, was Christopher Lloyd's Klingon commander bad enough? I don't, I don't. Cause you don't, the first thing you think about when you remember that movie is the search for Spock, not the fight with Krug. But I, because that was a mechanism to further the story along. It yeah. wasn't the point of the story. Sure but I enough. also think if you look at all sort, uh, any movie uh, franchise that has numerous films, right. if there's a great movie before, it's really hard to live up to that no matter what you do the second time around. Which should right. put, by the way, and I love Christopher Nolan, and I, I am so excited about Dark Knight right. Rises, but... You know, he's, people have to temper. Own, he's got his he, own shoes to fill. He's got his own shoes to fill. And but you can Ledger's even look shoes. at it at the Bond movies. Like, what could they have done after Casino Royale, which people overloved? Yeah, that it it didn't matter what they did. It was going to be really hard to whatever. I mean, if you had yeah. made Quantum Solace after the last Pierce Brosnan movie, people would have thought it was fantastic. True. So it's the it's last also Pierce Brosnan movie being the world is not enough or Golden Die Eye. another day. Die, Die another, another day. day was the last Pierce movie. Die another day. What? It went, it went GoldenEye, GoldenEye, GoldenEye Tomorrow Never Dies, World is Not Enough, Die Another Day. So yeah. he had a run of four movies. And in theory, he Daniel probably Craig should have had one. about to start shooting his third. 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 And then he'll probably have one more. That's Which it. apparently is right. called Skyfall. Maybe. We think. Well, Maybe. MGM bought up a whole bunch of James Bond Skyfall domain names this past right. week. I think Some that of which after included the, reaction, the word movie in them. I think that after the reaction, uh, don't be surprised if yeah, but come on, can it be worse flo- than Quantum of Solace? Do you think that Sharp Eye blogger who was first to break that was in fact floated that piece of information to sort of market test it? No, not at all. I think he was just he lucky. stumbled onto something. Yeah. out it came, and then they had they had to sit there and read the talkbacks. I think that which were mostly after, negative after the reaction to the Quantum of Solace title, yeah. which now seems fine. Yeah. I mean, the reaction to Skyfall is like. There was just a bomb that came out called Skyline. Why yeah. would you in one name Bond movies don't I mean Goldeneye. It's not gold okay. Moonraker. Goldfinger, Moonraker. Moonraker. Okay. Octopussy. Maybe. It's been a long time since Thunderball. Thunderball. Yeah. I don't know. Skyfall makes it sound like a video game though, and that's that is literally the reaction yeah. across the board. Yeah. And Who's the director? What the guy? What's his name again? Sam, Sam Mendes, Greg. Can you believe Sam Mendes would make a movie called Skyfall? Can you believe that Sam Mendes would make a movie called Away We Go? Because he did. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it was terrible. I agree. We found something to agree upon. I, I am not in the awake. Is that the one with John Krasinski? Yes. yes. Yeah. Bill Condon loved that movie. Yeah, I found yeah. it like nails on a chalkboard. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't care that for that. would have been a good title. No. I may use it someday. Sam Mendes presents <laughs> Nails quick, on a quick. Chalkboard. Register the <laughs> URL. <laughs> yeah, see, nails on a Chalkboard. And be sure to include movie in case someone else... <laughs> Has In nails on the a chalkboard dot com. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was not a fan of a Wibby. I actually, off of this, and this is totally accurate, I had a dream last night. It was a very hot night. Uh, I believe I was, I was sleeping completely in the nude on my floor. Go team Seth. On my, uh, like lit- a hardwood floor, just Hey-o. sweating all over. Um, but I had a dream. Team where do you for live? The win. I had a dream. I live, I live in a crock pot. It is an uncomfortable. No, no. Way. Do you live in the basin or do you live in the valley? I live in the uh, the basin. It's called oh, he what know. the view that you see I live unfolding in before you is the basin. Okay, then this I live is in the, the Los basin. Angeles basin. Yes, I live in a basin. Yeah, uh, and uh, and I had a dream, another word for that is a, a very vivid dream that I that and I have dreams like this a lot about various movies that I'm excited about because that's who I am. But I had a dream that I went and saw Dark Knight Rises and it was terrible. Really, and I was, and I remember very vividly in my dream walking out and being like, "Well, that's the end of that franchise." <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember. Did you see Batman and Robin? Well, yeah, exactly. Um, but but the the most interesting thing I think in the dream was that I was like, and Bane wasn't even in it. Like like somehow Bane had been like cut out I've of been it, excised. And I and my my best guess was. Oh, well, it was after all that footage of him leaked and people sort of started mocking him that they were like, well, we're going to just backtrack on that. Well, that's, it's an interesting point. Just a dream, though. For me, you know, I'm 44 again. Everybody has those moments of, God, I'm really getting old because dot, 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 usually followed by because I don't care about dot, 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 that everybody else is all about. Yeah. yeah. Um, Bane is one of those things. He means nothing to me, but for for friends of mine who are younger, he's a big deal. Yeah, Matt's grimacing, uh, passing the microphone. To I Matt feel Cohen. like I'm about to agree with Matt. Bane's a, Bane's a big deal only in the sense that he was the worst fucking bad guy and like gimmicky. Like he broke Batman's back. Yeah, he That's killed what Bane, Batman. Bane existed solely to kill Batman to take Bruce Wayne out of the comic, and then the, it was like a doom. Bane is doomsday to the Superman totally. Uh, totally. equivalent. Just a one off. Monster character with no backstory, no nothing. What's exciting about the Nolan one is this is apparently all different. Like it's not based on the comic book Bane, who was like a. Who we already saw. <laughs> exactly with Poison Ivy as a, a heroin junkie. Yeah. And of course, I'm not saying anything because I'm embargoed. <laughs> But I can answer many of these questions. What have you seen? But Greg I has really seen a thing or two. Greg can't. Let's, Let's just, just say, say that many journalists did, wait, were taken to wait, a set. Did 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 I go to Pittsburgh? Did I go to I Pittsburgh? I think you did. Jen? Did you go to visit George Romero or Tom Savini? I don't I don't know, but I remember I did. You know, there was a lot going on at this football stadium. But was I there? really can't. I can't talk. I about think it. I saw was that on the internet. Uh, yeah, I was, I I was know, practically you know there, what? too. All I remember more is the, the Pirates game right next to it. And Pittsburgh is a very beautiful city. Wow. It's a not really. Town. It's, sort of, uh, it's the rest Pittsburgh, of Pittsburgh is... Okay, so I'm from upstate New York. And uh, I grew As up in New York I, City. Sort of. I grew up in New York City and upstate New York. And um, Pittsburgh is Albany, New York with three rivers. Like, that's literally what it is. How many rivers does Albany have? One. Boom. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh beats wins. Albany. <laughs> but but if, you've, if you've never been to Pittsburgh, but you've been to Albany, that's all you need to know. So what's wrong with that? It's just, it's you you can't believe it's a city that has three professional sports teams when you go. Oh, I see. Oh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Interesting. And they all play out of, they all share a single stadium. No, they don't. They don't. They all have funded by a bond. Funded by a but, bond um, measure. But it's why Pittsburgh doesn't have a basketball team. But let's move on, because no one else, no one cares about basketball. <laughs> I thought we were talking about Batman, not we are. municipalities we're totally, I can't, I can't in Pennsylvania. About, now I we're talking talk about, about the baneful, baneful I was trying to talk Pittsburgh. about Batman and but, a dream I had. <laughs> but let's let's just talk about stuff that's out in the public that I would not be embargoed. unembargoed on. So here's a couple of facts. 
there was footage that was shown from that football thing that people, I think that's what they were sort of criticizing, maybe. Footage His that was. His voice was a little but, Femi. No, it was a little fucking old man. But, like, but, 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 but maybe. That's Femi to me. But maybe, <laughs> but maybe, but, but here's the thing. So, so I have said on Twitter and I've, I've said to many friends that I think The Dark Knight Rises has the worst paparazzi security of any film in the modern era. Which is hilarious That's to me. That's true. But is it possible that people heard what they heard because things were supposed to be kept a little surprising and secret and, you know, whatever. So you're saying that, that we've actually been misled. I would say that's a, it's, it's a possibility and that there is a long time to go. Yeah. By the way, during which neither of those including a very long post schedule during which any and all audio element can be manipulated endlessly. I you know what that's just an, like you know, Darth Vader's you know, voice. Jack, that is an just like Darth Maul's voice. I think which that's has nothing to do with Ray Park. I think that's an Peter Serafinowitz, yeah. I think that's an excellent observation. I think yeah. you'd be really smart on that. I think the only Who's thing Who's playing Bane again? Tom Hardy. Right. I think the only thing that I am concerned about Did with Did he already play that part in Warrior? You you beat me almost to the punch. The the only <laughs> I'm thing sorry, that I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Tom Hardy fan. I remember meeting him when he did Star Trek Insurrection and he's actually no not Insurrection, Star Trek Nemesis. And uh he's And by the way, yeah. I remember you crushing on Tom oh, totally Hardy back then, yeah. Now he's, he's a little Star Trek looking. nemesis. But um, the the thing about about Hardy though is if you look at his last three performances, they're very similar. He's not showing. What's the third? Bron. Well, yeah, a little bit. Of, he's doing Bronson stuff all the time. Like Eric Odom, we miss oh, you no, right now. No, that's not true. You haven't. Uh, you've seen it. It's actually forget Bronson. It's Inception, Tinker Tailor, which uh-huh. the three of us have seen, mm-hmm. and I have not seen uh, Warrior. He really is doing the same type of guy again and again and again. Hmm. And you can just watch there uh, just yesterday then this, this new trailer went up for he's in this uh Mick G action comedy Mick G with, the director. Yes, the of director. Charlie's Angels, Charlie's with, Angels to with uh Terminator Salvation. Terminator Salvation. And wasn't there another one? Oh, um, he did We Are Marshall. Right. Which is a pretty good football movie. Right, right. Uh but okay. back to Hardy back really to you. quick. And back so, to Mick G. Mick G. He's in this movie with uh, Reese Witherspoon and Chris Pine and it's about two CIA agents who fall in love with the same woman and she doesn't know how to tell either one of them. Wasn't that a pilot last fall? It You watch it and it looks like a J.J. Abrams pilot. Wow. But he looks horrible in it. Horrible. He looks horrible. I mean, not Visually how he looks. Horrible no. or Every time he says something. It's such a bad, it's such a mistake. Really? And you can just watch it and you're like, they could not cut this movie into anything that like it's like you, you're pining for, bad pun, for <laughs> Gerard Butler. Like, right. Yeah. My fear with, yeah. yeah. Blah, blah. <laughs> my fear with Hardy is that his range is actually much more limited than we want it to be. Right. So I'll be very curious to see where he goes after this in a couple of years. And just out of curiosity, the name of his, the name of his Romulan villain, in Star Trek Nemesis. Shinzon. Shinzon, right? Yes. Should we call it franchise, I franchise think, killer? I think we all knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's embarrassing that I actually knew that. Why Romulan would you Nemesis even bring that up and, when and it's Picard so obvious to everyone here? <laughs> <laughs> I, You'll come back, right, Greg Ellen? Oh, I will. You'll come back. back. So, just for Greg Ellen. Because so, you're here. Everyone else just has to... Listen to it, but you're yeah, here I, for the Yolan. I like his. I like his swagger. I gotta say, he's got a nice. He's got a nice swagger, and I do think that in in Tinker Tailor, uh, which which both Gregs have seen uh, here. I mean, um, he has. He doesn't have much of a role, but he does. He does a nice job, sort of inhabiting it with a bad hairpiece. Um, <laughs> he works against that bad hairpiece. But come on, Inception. <laughs> he has barely. He has barely a character in his defense. He has almost no character in that movie. I haven't seen Warrior. Uh, I can't speak to it. I I, I want to see That's it. And honestly, the only reason I haven't seen it is that I'm lazy and I sleep 16 hours a day. <laughs> uh, but but 
most of it at your job. Yeah, totally. You'd never survive as a Scott Rudin assistant. I just need to let you know that. Like, no. no <laughs> pull over and pull, get out. Pull over and get out. <laughs> <laughs> Scott and I don't talk For much the anymore. Um, no, I mean, you know, he. I, I'm interested to see what he'll do with with a real villain role, provided that this is a real villain role. As Matt says, it's like in the in the comics, it's he's just a fucking monster. He's just he's the Frankenstein with, monster with, with a a um. Mexican wrestling mask, right? With with a lucha with a an, an electric luchador mask. No, that's literally, not, that's not what it is. No, it's no, but, no, no. It's but not what it visually, is. No, no, no. Off, if you fell off that tree, oh, uh, embargo, think, embargo, embargo, embargo. No, I, I don't mean in the movie, but in the comics. Oh, in the comics, I thought you meant in the movie. He looks like a he looks yeah, like a Mexican has, wrestler, yes, yes, right? Yes, sorry, sorry. In with the comics, it's like a tubes. leather a leather mask that yeah. that is bound but in the back. It was also a '90s thing. It was it intended, Matt, to be a bondage mask. Yeah, I think so. He's, he's kind of like that. He was a drug addict. He was like all into leather. I think his backstory that he was abandoned or some shit. So he was a weird. He had to turn a trick or two. There was always darkness. <laughs> that was Bane. Right. And that Eddie why, Murphy slept with him. That's why he sucked so much. <laughs> Everything know. about him was just '90s fucking excess crow bad guy. Right. It's everything like that was edgy in the '90s. Okay. Like to to make your villains like look like they were into fetish and right all that stuff. Right. Like, you know, remember how edgy it was that that even in Batman Returns, I'm literally as I'm looking at you holding the microphone, I'm thinking to myself, God, what else was what else was edgy in the '90s? Oh, I don't know, Pulp Fiction. But no, but do you remember like when when Michelle David Pfeiffer Fincher. appeared as yes. that was a big deal because people were sort of talking about like, oh my gosh, in the leather in and Batman Returns. Yes, yeah, totally. Was, and now you totally. look at it and you're like, eh. Yeah, but while, well, while we're talking about Batman Returns, you want to talk about... Well, we're talking the, about the, Michelle Pfeiffer in a bondage costume. The stealth hero of that series is Batman Returns. Batman oh, Returns is a film that has actually aged very well, and Michelle Pfeiffer will not be topped by Anne Hathaway. There will be none of this. <laughs> the, she is Michelle Pfeiffer is so good in that film. I, that's a really good film. The villains in that film, and as much as I hate the two-villain thing... That apparently Chris Nolan has no worry about walking straight into in this third film. Why right. do you assume there's only two? By the way, there there were two villains in Batman Begins, and there were there well, were two in Dark. Multiple Knight. villains yeah, in Dark. And Dark Knight. I don't want to get into Dark Knight because it's uh, it's really overrated. But um, oh my god! But the but Batman Returns is a film that like that with the two villains in that film, it is aged quite proper and they are both fantastic performances on their own by the way the the multiple villain thing in a batman movie has always baffled me um there's oh. a third villain in batman returns and that is christopher walken's shrek, Max shrek. who is uh pretty good in that too because he's <laughs> christopher walken <laughs> playing a character named max shrek who was the actor who played yeah sort of the first no, i don't like to was Nosferatu made before uh, Bela Lugosi's Dracula? Yes, that was 1922. Lugosi was 31. Right, okay. Okay. And So here's the thing. I will not defend. I totally love Michelle Pfeiffer. As, I mean, literally, she's fantastic. It's She probably should have gotten nominated for an Oscar, and hey, she did not. Take it easy, awards blogger. I know, it's true. It's October and already. I'm gonna, Don't I'm start, gonna hey, even retroactively, right you're throwing hey, it around. Hey, Michelle Yeoh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, should have won, but fine, didn't even get nominated. We're not even going to go there. But <laughs> Who did win that year? That was the Gladiator year. So no. well, She would have been supporting, so I don't remember who won supporting in 2000. And ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are uninitiated in the awards game, I'm bad at Let the that years. be a lesson. <laughs> I'm bad at the years. All, all the, the, uh, virtual ink devoted to who's ahead, who's behind, who's surging, who's, who's decaying yeah, but you for can... the next four months <laughs> ends up with seven years from now. I can't remember who won, but you know who won. You just can't remember the year always, all the time who they won. Really? It's a lot. Yes, I don't remember who won. It's, that, it's like that line from Superman Returns. <laughs> Nobody remembers what you won for. They just know that you have won in regards won, to the I Oscar. don't remember who won the 1995 World Series. Like, I, I just don't remember. Why would anymore. you? It's sports. And you're, you're but I know. Man. Okay. <laughs> but I know. Fairness, a movie, a basketball, a basketball I know. Obsessive. I can tell you that the Houston Rockets won the NBA 
you know, championship in 1995. Because it's basketball. Because it's basketball. Yeah. So, but anyway, the point... Listen, was, we all remember that Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade <laughs> won the Oscar for Best Picture in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> but no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what did win in 88? I always remember the Best Picture winners. All right. No, you don't have to look it no, up. No, 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 We're not no, no. doing this because it no, doesn't no. matter. I know what it That's is. That's the whole point okay. of this exercise. What is it? So, uh, 86 was out of Africa. 87 was Back into Africa. Moonstruck. And uh, 88... 89 was Driving Miss Daisy. Oh, I mm-hmm. think... No, 86 was... Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. I think 88 was um, The Last Emperor. That sounds about right. I think it's The Last Emperor. was released the same year as it came- uh, Empire of the Sun, which was 1987. I yes, know. and it beat it. Well, did Empire of the Sun get nominated for Best Picture? Uh, I believe uh, Mr. Spielberg blogger. Spielblog. Oh, I don't, uh, again, I don't, you don't know whether don't Empire know, of the Sun got nominated. Awards. It deserved to. Because the no, w- just, awards are in my head. Up, uh, um, Mr. I Morrissey is, is searching through IMDb. I have it. And, um, and is Greg right? The other Greg? Well, it's funny because uh, the IMDb doesn't actually doesn't list you. It just told you who appeared in the show. Yeah, it tells me who appears. but right. And many of them turned out to be winners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bernardo Bertolucci won director and adapted screenplay. Oh, and John it's, Borman. But Bernardo Bertolucci <clears throat> directed... The Last, Last Emperor. Emperor, and I was Which right. Which you believe won for picture. Yes. You're sure Last Emperor won for picture? Yes. Who because the I fuck wor- is Bernada Bertolupi? Oh, no. You he know who he is. He makes a mean what? spaghetti. He may have made a movie called Sleeping Beauty that you saw. He's delicious. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sleeping. He's bored. George, Greg is bored. We should go back. Did you, you might- just call me George? I did. But by, by, the way, George. by the way, for, for <laughs> other fans of Empire of the Sun... And there are many. There are many Empire of the Sun. It was nominated for one, two, three, four, five, six Oscars. Art direction, set decoration, cinematography, which is one Oscar. Cinematography, the great Alan Davio. Yes. Costume design, Bob Ringwood, who designed the costumes for Batman and Batman Returns for Tim Burton, I believe. Film editing uh, by Mike Kahn, Spielberg's longtime editor. John Williams for score. And sound, it did not get picture, it did not get director, it did not get screenplay for Tom Stoppard. Interesting. That's bad. And that's an underrated... Would you disagree that Empire of the Sun is a movie that that continues to live today while The Last Emperor maybe kind of sort of... Oh, Or you think people are still into The Last Emperor? We could bore people to tears. shaking his head. No, no, but we could bore... shaking his head correctly. But but I think we could could bore people to tears about this, but I think that you have to look at The Last Emperor as... The first time it's a, it has a historical significance in the sense that it was the first time that a movie that was almost all in Chinese foreign language film. and foreign language it won Took best picture. picture and it sort of ushered in an era of the next decade. I mean, you could you could you could never have had Crouching Tiger get nominated if The Last Emperor hadn't. You could never have had. I mean, after that, um, you could. What was the uh, the Weinstein? Italian movie that got nominated, Cinema, uh, Cinema Paradiso, Paradiso. Yeah. that couldn't have gotten nominated if The Last Emperor hadn't, because it had been decades since a foreign language film had been nominated before that. What about the the real one that you're overlooking that was the real milestone? Is uh, Oh, Life is... No, 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 Land of the Lost, which was entirely in Sleestack. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I'm just trying and, to get us and, back on the geek And rail. by the way, <laughs> that, brings us, that brings us back to what I was going to say about Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. Have which, we seen her? Has, has, yes, has a Google image search well, no, they brought, released an official brought her image. to us? No, they released an official image of her. And is she in costume? Yes. Yeah. Is She's, it much of a costume? Yeah, no. well, sort of. Here's the thing. She's made, she said this on talk By shows. which I mean to ask, is there a lot of material involved? Yes. Right. But the the point is, she said this out, I think she was on Letterman or something, she talked about this. She is a huge fan of Julie Newmar and okay. her 60s Catwoman. I just had a book signing, by the way, a book soup on Sunset. Oh, wow. I'm a, I'm uh, a vast repository of and worthless information. She, she, what she had said that um, she had played another major role. I can't remember. Julie Newmar? No, Anne Hathaway. Or she'd gone up for another major role and she'd was much more excited. She's like, I, I would much more want to play, um, uh, you know, Catwoman than, uh, Sigourney, you know, than, um, Ripley, Ripley, Ellen Ripley, Ripley, from Ellen Ripley in a remake of Alien. Alien. 
franchise. That's how much she loves it. Meaning what? That's how much she loves it. Like she's such a fan of Julia Newmar and Catwoman and the Batman mythology. She said she's was it as a as a young girl she would dress up for it as Halloween and stuff like that. Well, I used to dress up as Indiana Jones for Halloween. That doesn't mean if they were doing Indiana Jones 5, I would be like, I'm the next Indiana Jones. No, I don't but, believe she can do but, uh, it. Catwoman's sexy, and Anne Hathaway, as as good an actress as she is, is not sexy. She's she's Julia Roberts. She's wholesome. Now, this is really interesting. You are literally the first straight guy I've ever met who did not think that Anne Hathaway was like... And by the way, when you cite Julia Roberts, are you, are, do you mean to say it's a whole lot of teeth all coming at you? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh, cheer and it's charm, but it's not sex. It's America's sweetheart, and we'd really rather not think I about think she's, what she I gets think up Anne to. I think Anne Hathaway is a terrific performer. I really, really like her. But something about Michelle Pfeiffer to me is like... Oh, Michelle well, Pfeiffer was always that's a sex like, pot. That is like right. that's that's sex vapor in that room. And Anne Hathaway is like I can see her doing something that's kind of clever and chirpy and maybe you know a nice Julie Newmar. But um, <laughs> but God, like Greg, put Greg it, putting your stamp gun. on it, I I don't I I'm looking forward to it. What if what she's really doing is a little uh, too Wong Fu? Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. <laughs> That's a what if. movie. What if? What if? Who told me this? Oh, Kevin Smith. When I was on his uh, Smodco Morning Show this week, told me the only movie he ever walked out of was The Flintstones. I was somewhat shocked that he's only ever he only ever claims to have walked out of one movie. I've never seen The Flintstones. The live action Flintstones. I've never seen. Oh no, I've seen the Sorry, animated. John Goodman is for Flintstones. I've never seen either of the two live action Flintstones, and I feel like my life is better for it. What about Casper? I have not seen Casper either. Casper, because at the end, though, Bill Pullman meets his dead wife for like a minute, and I was like six, and that that got to Played me. Played by Gloria bit. Stewart. I think I've only walked out of one movie in my life now that I think about it. Also, which was Stealing Harvard. And by the way, have you spent any time in Canada? No, because you're about just totally slipped. Yeah, you got. Did a you hear that? Did I really? Yeah. There was a little aboot. Do I have a Canadian tour. in the house? I picked it up on fish tour. No, I'm from fucking Long Island. What? It doesn't get more opposite than that. No, but Stealing Harvard, I think, was the one movie I walked out on. Who's in it? Jason Lee and Tom, uh, Green. Tom Green. Isn't it? Um, it was originally Stealing Stanford, which at least had some alliteration going for it. And in the um, in the Viewisk universe, of which you are firmly uh, enmeshed, isn't it against the law to walk out of a Jason Lee movie? Well, yeah, and Tom Green did a show at our theater too. It didn't fucking. I didn't know them yet. Let's put it that. Way. This was ten years before. Yeah, we, uh, and we all had yet to recognize the Nobel laureate that Tom Green would soon become. <laughs> well, the great thing is, is when you go to film festivals, you end up walking out of movies all the time. You have to and you have a great it, excuse when you go to film festivals. You you have to sit there and hope not to watch a lot of people get stand up and walk up the aisles out of your movie. <laughs> Well, it's funny. I went and saw Fer- Fernando Mariali, Fernando Mariales. Mariales, uh latest um, uh, endeavor called 360 at the Toronto Film Festival, which has uh-huh. Jude Law, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, what Rachel movie Weiss. doesn't have Jude Law and Anthony Hopkins? And what was his first? His first movie was Central Station, or my City of God, that? right? City God, and then he did. Did he do the motorcycle? No, no, that's he, the other guy. Then he did uh, the Constant Gardener. The Constant Gardener, right. Okay. So anyway, 360's a bore. Right. And after Harvey Weinstein walked out. And Everybody then, walked out. And then his brother Bob Weinstein walked out with only 30 minutes to go. I was like, you know, there's 20 minutes to go, but I'm completely bored. I'm going to walk out. Right. And I felt better. Well, so Did you good. see Bob and Harvey in the, in the uh, lobby? Oh, they bar? were gone. They were they long were gone, gone, baby, gone. <laughs> yes. They were on to the next one. <laughs> and by the way, a nice tie-in also to the Kevin Smith VSQ universe to bring up the Weinsteins. True enough. The great patron saints of Kevin Smith, although I don't know how temperatures are lately. I don't, I don't Wait, keep a he, finger on the, the pulse. The logo of his new movie company is... Harvey Boys. Harvey Boys, yeah. Right, who did Red State. Um, what else has happened this week, Greg? Since it's your job to remain so, plugged in 24-7... Lest your traffic fall behind. Well, and and here's a great geek subject. Uh, the Avengers trailer came out. True. Kevin played it for me on the morning show Tuesday morning, which I encourage you all to listen to. It was very fun, Jack. <clears throat> and um, 
it broke the record for most downloads in a 24-hour period. Really? 10 million. That's insane. On uh, Apple. Wow. Which breaks, I think the last record was uh, Transformers 2. 2. Um, and, no? Oh, okay. Uh, and, and so well I, said. There was a couple, you know, I actually wrote this thing, 10 things we learned about the Avengers trailer watching right. it because. Right. Which will recap for us now. Verbally. I'm going to do very quickly. I'm not going to remember all of them. One of the big ones though is there's a, you know, basically when, as Jack knows and, and I'm sure Greg knows too from working in the industry is when you make a movie, not all your shots are done early. Right. Right. And in a movie that's got a lot of special effects like this one, there's a lot of money shots that are still missing. They're, sure. They're a good six months away from opening. For and those, sure. Those shots will come in later. Sure. But what they did is they know that Iron Man's the golden goose. Right. Because it's made more than any of those other character movies. There's also been more of them. Yes. And Robert Downey Jr., you know, huge star. Yep. So they get two of those shots finished. And one of the shots at the end is Iron Man coming out of where the East River and the Hudson River mix meet. Right. Sorry. Which right is called in- what? I don't know. A beautiful it's the, place it's near, to have a drink of water. It's it's near. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. it comes out and he goes straight into Lower Manhattan. Right. And I looked at it for a second and I was like, "Hmm, so is that is he coming out? Where exactly is he going into Manhattan?" Right. And for a second, I thought, "Oh, maybe he's coming in from." Now this is totally geeky, but I don't care. Right. Coming. I thought he was coming out of the East River because there was a certain building that wasn't there. The World Trade Center. The new World Trade Center, which anyone who t- will tell you for the past year who's been to New York City, right. you cannot miss coming out of the lower end of Manhattan. Okay. And I was like, and I looked at it again, and I'm like, nope, there's the, the Statue of Liberty Ferry building. He is straightforward looking at going into Manhattan. So where did and they get this plate? So my thought was, no, not only did they get this plate, they digitized out the construction going on. From That's interesting. Th- from the, the, it's called actually One World Trade Center now. Right. Many people still call it Freedom Tower in Manhattan. So they just nipped and tucked for the, for the teaser and, trailer. And my thought was, okay, so if this movie is coming out in 2012, uh-huh. you know, One Freedom Tower is going to be Finished. ready for occupancy in 2013. Right. Why would you not have it in the movie? Yeah. So I, I don't know. That was my biggest sort of bizarre takeaway that but someone like at Disney said, um, I like the trailer. I, I did too. I would like Black Widow to say words. Oh, right. I disagree with you. What if she speaks in Black yeah. Widow language? Like, <laughs> <laughs> who needs who needs ScarJo to say something? Oh, oh. Uh, my, my big Bill my Murray. Big thing, oh, my big, oh. My big thing with the Avengers franchise, which would be very similar to how I feel about Zachary Quinto as Spock, um, is I I don't buy Chris Evans as Captain America. I love Chris Evans. Really? He's a great guy. Not a fan of but, the movie? But No, I like the movie actually very much, but he's still not Captain America. And really? the idea is... Greg, like, I hate to break it to you, but... He is. Um, I know. The he, check cleared. I know. But, but wait, <laughs> when I get to my Captain point, it will make America sense. Now. If, if, you, if you've read the Avengers or the Marvel Universe for years, you know that when, um, when Captain America is in a room, all the other heroes... Like, like they idolize him. Right. And in that one scene that they show in the trailer where Robert Downey Jr. is talking to, um, you know, Evans as Captain America, I, he just blows him off the screen and he's not even trying. It's, it's, it's one of the problems with casting for that role is it has to be an actor who is so charismatic, charismatic, who can go toe to toe with Robert Downey Jr. Exactly. And Sam Jackson or, you know, I even think Chris Hemsworth, like, is more and you, feel, and you feel like Chris Evans is too recessive? Yes. Interesting. Now, maybe it won't matter in the movie, but as someone who is a fan of the Avengers and Marvel's right. universe, right. it's a problem to me. That's interesting. Well, that was, you know, that was a big problem for me in the X-Men movies was that Cyclops was such a mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he he was he was so relegated and it was obviously Pansy a is a term show. of endearment that uh <laughs> We don't Go really ahead. use it. I didn't mean to interrupt. Greg. Go well, ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's true. I mean, it was like, we you know, he's Cyclops is the leader again. And it was for the purposes of those films. He became the, the sort of almost comic foil to Wolverine being the clear alpha male. And then he could never get anything done because it was always Wolverine stealing his, 
his spot. Um, I, you know, it's, Greg's it's a, a different. Greg's a huge X Men fan, so I'm sure he'll have something organizing. to say about that. But let me just say, I agree with that point, and I think one of the, I think one of the sadnesses of that is that James Marsden is actually great. He's very as good. Cyclops yeah. and really great in Superman Returns for the same director. So it would have been nice to have more Cyclops, especially let's say in the third movie where he's, Wait, you know, Disney. spoiler alert, annihilated within the first six minutes. Yeah, six minutes of the movie, right? For yeah. no reason. For no apparent reason. Yeah. I'm sure there was a reason. Other, maybe you know, we just needed to get him out of the way to um to have a clear trajectory to Wolverine needing to pronounce take her out. the word Cyclops. So he was like, just kill Kyclops. Just kill him. Who? Just kill Kyclops. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> oh, no. Who couldn't pronounce it? <laughs> Ratner. Oh, Brett Ratner? Uh, it's, it's why we never went to war with Korea while Bush was president, because he couldn't pronounce the word pen, pen, peninsula. Peninsula. <laughs> the, Korean, the Korean peninsula. Oh, fuck it. Just attack Iraq. <laughs> Do you know Greg, your take on James Marston and Cyclops in the X Men? Go! I actually trilogy. love. I think James Marston's a great actor. He's also very underrated in Enchanted. But um, I, I I'll also, take your word for it. Uh, that's, actually, that's a great movie. Uh, I actually think though that um, I don't know how great he was as Cyclops, but I, you're right. Like they they washed that character away. But yeah. I think to be honest, what they did to Storm in that series is is more criminal. I mean, and I, it's not Halle Berry's fault, but she was. You're she's, obsessed with those wigs. Oh, the, not only were you're the wigs horrible, with Storm's hair, but like, well, everyone was. It wasn't just me. Like drag queens. <laughs> all, all I'm saying, telling you, is she the character had. It wasn't a character. She was just walking around the set, like. Right. Ready to like throw lightning bolts at Toad, like right. it, which she did, which she did, and that really is one of the greatest lines in film history. <laughs> I mean, it, to recap, do you know what happens to a Toad in an electrical storm? The same thing that happens to everything else. <laughs> <laughs> now that makes that makes Wesley Snipes' line to Stephen Dorff in the end of Blade look like Shakespeare, which is, anyone? Mm, don't know. No. Some motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> <laughs> and we hope you'll subscribe to Team Jack at iTunes or well, just listen is, in it, at smodcast.com. Did Guillermo del Toro write that line? Like, no, no, that was Blade. He did Blade 2, which is, which is a great movie. Blade Stephen one, Norrington Stephen directed. Norrington. Stephen Norrington. Yeah, Goyer wrote the first one. Some motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> Always bet wow. on black. I can't even conceive of what the context would be for the delivery. Of and that there is line. no ice skating in the scene. <laughs> Did you feel cheated? I felt. I was like, "Well, what is he referring to? <laughs> who, who is ice skating here?" Um. So the Anne Hathaway costume is <laughs> subtle. Yes, it's certainly not. A do- it's not a black leather stitched together dominatrix outfit. No, it's. A, a sensible Mary Tyler Moore pantsuit for listeners over fifty-seven. You know, actually, that's a great. Comparison. I believe it's. I believe I, it's is it a pantsuit. No, it's not a pantsuit at all. It's one piece. And but there are and there are cat ears. No little cat ears. No, no sort yeah, of. Well, I can't embargo embargo. Yeah. They're her goggles. They've already said it online. Sometimes they're pulled oh, down right. over they're, her face. When they're up on when her head. When they're up, they yeah. make little cat ear fucking things. She looks like Black Widow with cat ears. That's exactly it. She looks exactly like Scarlett Johansson Interesting. in the Avengers, and that's why I'm bored. Because I saw Iron Man 2 two years ago. It was stupid. Scarlett Johansson was lame, and she still looks lame, and now Anne Hathaway looks more lame than even Scarlett Johansson. But... Is lame. Did you like the first two movies? Of what? The of the Dark Knight series. I loved Batman Begins, and I think that the Dark Knight, uh, if you took out Heath Ledger's performance, uh, would be a really disappointing sequel. Oh my god! Um, and well, how did you we'll feel about Anne Hathaway, well, wait, co-host we'll, of the Gay Third Aca- Annual <sighs> Annual Academy Award wait. telecast? Charming. <laughs> charming. She's, <laughs> a, she's a charmer. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go back to this for a second. So you love the first movie, absolutely. Yeah. Batman now, Begins. if you if you were to go to hitfix.com, 
And now, uh, by the way, I want I want everyone out there in Radioland to know that Greg Elwood and I are now sitting exactly <laughs> identically to one another, uh, mirroring him. Uh, <laughs> if you were to go to hitfix.com and do a search for The Dark Knight Rises, you could find an exclusive that we broke that tells you someone who's going to be in... The phone's ringing. We let it ring. Okay. Yeah, uh, who's going to be in... Greg, can you get the phone? Uh, exactly. the dark, yeah, that's right. It's Warner Brothers like calling to tell me about my embargo. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be in the movie that might make you go, oh. You know, I know who you're talking about. Yes. And I, and I'm. Let me just interrupt and say on the caller ID, it's actually Marlon Wayans calling. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. You oh my take God. <laughs> wow. You want to take, we should get Marlon in here. I should just pick up the phone and hold the microphone up to it. Can we? Or we could put it on speaker. No, Bill's not here. He's in New York, Marlon. Do you have his cell phone number? Heyo. <laughs> can we say? Can anyway, we, can I would just want to tell him that I thought that the idea is his brother, the one who got kicked off. Oh, he got kicked off. New girl. But the only reason they replaced him was because he had another series he had to do, but they replaced him with another black actor mm-hmm. who's not as interesting, and people miss him already. Three episodes, it's a new girl. Sorry, wow. we had to go to TV for a second, but Marlon called and that well, was the connection. Sorry, we didn't Marlon. pick up the phone so we could have that little, uh, that little kiss from you. I feel you like on there's a, online on petitions afternoon. for his brother to come back to that show. But anyway, well. going back to, <laughs> you, so you know about the, the spoiler. Yes. Yeah. I, what was I the exclusive know. that you broke? Hang on. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I don't want to spoil it, to be honest, because it's a huge. Oh. We didn't even do well, it in the it's headline. A, it's We'd a like, character who's in, who is in the first film. Who, uh, oh. Yeah. 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 We who, all kind of know who it is. Who may have Hasn't it been announced that so, there's an actor that's been cast playing the younger version of that character? Yeah. Mm, no. No. Yes. no. 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 Daughter. Daughter. Yes. Daughter. Daughter of that character. And by the way, and this character um, may have- for those of you who haven't seen it, Liam Neeson is so good as Dr. Kinsey in <laughs> the biopic Kinsey. Completely unrelated. Kinsey is. A great film. It is a great completely film. unrelated. Starring Liam, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. But anyway, is back so to the Dark Knight Rises. Unrelated to Liam Neeson. Batman Begins. And by the way, just for up to throw in, you know, Oscars for a second. It is actually now years later. It is a crime that he did not get nominated for that that role. Greg, thank you. No, I mean it really is. It's it's. You look at the other nominees that you're. And if and when Bill Condon ever listens to this podcast, which I'm mostly <laughs> hope, never I'm mostly hoping hope never happens. <laughs> he will appreciate the last eleven seconds. Eleven at least. seconds yeah. of the show. <laughs> Bill, forward to the forty-five minute and fourteen second mark. And yeah. Bill's and Bill's term for what just happened is, and I have no idea where he got this from, but is log rolling in our time. When people basically sit there and compliment each other. <laughs> Let me just say, all these years later, Greg, it is a fucking crime that HitFix.com did not win that award for Best Website Startup. Oh, that's okay. But I appreciate it. it I'm, been I'm nice if rolling the log as fast as I can. No, that's okay. It's a big log. <laughs> but Greg, congratulations on... on uh, your latest twin for stevenspielblog.com. Thank you very much. From Network Solutions as least <laughs> least trafficked website. Yes. Do you, do you have a Facebook page for your web blog? I don't have a Facebook page for it, no. Do you want to grow your blog? I, maybe, yeah. Maybe I should grow it. No, I didn't mean that in an accus- accusatory way. No, uh, it I'm sounded kind of... Accusatory. Accusatory way. Do you want to grow your no, blog? No, it, it, it would help grow your traffic, actually. Okay, you, I'm going to do it. You create a f- I've been basically Steven Spielberg is is my secret shame. So I've been uh, kind of frightened. Not so secret of, anymore, uh, my get friend. It, getting it out there, but maybe maybe now I'll uh, I'll grow it up. Well, you know, our good friend Peter DeBruge, or my good friend and your Who friend, the uh, one Who? of two lead film critics for Variety. Yes, he still has his. I believe it's called tra- MovieTrailerTrash.com right website up, which he created when he was a student at UT, UT. in Austin. And it's still live somehow. That's and he amazing. Doesn't update it, right? But it was all his critiques of movie trailers back in the day. So there's a lot of people who have secret shame websites like that. That's then right. in that case, I'm gonna spread my secret shame around so y'all can on the share back it. Of the theater chair. Y'all so share. y'all can take my shame, smear it on you. 
You're not from the South, are you? I'm gonna be. <laughs> no, but can we can we talk about it? The, about what? About what from? happened to you this week? Can what we talk about it? What happened to me this week? Greg, you haven't heard this yet. Greg Yolen was cast. I, I I don't know the original, so I can't remember. But Greg Yolen was actually cast in one of the key parts in Lifetime's all-black remake of Steel Magnolias. <laughs> it's true. Which part are you playing? Uh, Sissy? I, uh, <laughs> I play a Magnolia. <laughs> and Hugh Jackman is playing Steel? <laughs> Real um, Magnolias. I had to go way, way, way out of my way to make that joke pay off, but... Hopefully I have to it say, was worth it to somebody on a night shift. <laughs> I don't think the reaction to that story is what Lifetime anticipated. Which was what? Scorn and loathing? A little bit of that and a little bit like, really? An all African-American cat? I mean, it just it, yeah. it came across a little bad. That's interesting. Not so good. Um, yeah, but not so good. It does. It should have been all gay. It was one of I the mean, stranger. It's, it's practically it was one of the all gay to begin week. with. Actually, you want to know the other really weird story this week that I just I was just reading about is that there's a woman in uh, in England who is suing. Or no, I'm not in England. I'm sorry. She's in uh, in Florida. She's we've we've done we've done this. Yeah, exactly. We, uh, clearly, this has been a topic of interest all over the the Smodcast network. But who's suing? Uh, what is it? The the theater chains. For, uh, or the tra- the, the people who make trailers. I think it's the, I think it's the studio. She's, she's trying to get a class action suit off the ground to sue the film Drive. Oh, it's Pennsylvania. Because, because she, uh, she felt like it was advertised to her as a Fast and Furious movie, and it is in fact not a Fast and Furious movie. Well, it, I don't know, I don't know how you would derive a Fast and the Furious movie. From a hot pink 1986 New World Entertainment style logo, which was used on all the marketing materials. I agree. And what a close up of Ryan Gosling's face and maybe his, his, uh, driver's gloves gripping the wheel were in the foreground, but. No, it's not even that. He's just standing there. The well, final poster is him. But in the trailer, I don't even think it looks like a Fast and Furious trailer. I don't know where she got this. I agree. But she also has a lot of time on her hands if she's Clearly. doing these. I think and, pro- and probably a lot of cats. She also said it was anti-Semitic because the word kite was in it once. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Isn't Albert Brooks Jewish? So is Ron Perlman. So is Ron Perlman. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Wow. I think this so lawsuit speaks to the know. unemployment problem in this country more than anything else. 9.1% <laughs> people. 9.1%. What are you going to do if not sue the makers of Drive? <laughs> <laughs> Um, which will bankrupt them, right? Because that well, movie is yeah. movie is tanked. What's the what's the what's oh. the um what's the Cumon Drive? The the Cumon Drive is a little over twenty five million, I think. No, twenty seven, I think. What did it cost? It cost thirty, and will oh, add, but we didn't add, say how much they spent to market it. Well, that no, I was going there, Greg, yeah. because of your vast, vast experience in studio marketing. I heard they spent over twenty million. Really? So the the negative, so called negative, cost thirty. Uh, you said thirty no, because they only have domestic rights, so it's probably like fifteen. That's what it. That's what it cost them to actually make the movie. Well, no, Film District acquired it. They didn't. They didn't make the movie. How much do we think the movie cost to make? It cost thirty. And, how, cost they, 30 and how much? Thirty to make. <laughs> but domestic rights for Film District were probably like around fifteen. So if and you then add, they spent another twenty. Right. So, so they're out of pocket fifty. No, they're out of pocket is thirty five. But still, for for a domestic gross, it's bad because less than number one uh, listeners of the movie business. The movie business is roughly half, half, roughly half of box office goes back to the studio, and the other half stays with AMC theaters, Regal Entertainment Group. Uh, Cinemark. your local Cinemark or your local mom and pop uh, movie and theater you know proprietor. And you know will be taking his piece, too. Do you think he is? No. No? No, I just said it as a silly joke. But to tie that back into anyone who's Which a, was neither. A, a Twilight fan <laughs> and follows Jack, what it means is that when Twilight makes $300 million in the U.S., Summit is only getting $150 million. So when you think that they're the richest company in the world, just, you know... 
take take a step back and realize it's 150 US. So you're saying maybe I shouldn't try to expense my Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But how am I going to know what time it is? You know what time it is, Greg? It's quitting time. Oh, And that means it's time for you and I to go down to the local pub that doesn't exist here in Los Angeles because we have no real pub culture and have a pint of dark and creamy stout. That doesn't exist because L.A. isn't a real city. <laughs> see episode oh, one see, last week. See the fans. Wow, wow. I, I almost wish I could come back for the next Greg, podcast to Greg talk about. Greg, you can come back anytime. And unlike Kevin Smith, Thank who went, you. says, please come back anytime. Please just drive down the hill and knock on the door. I actually mean it. <laughs> two, Thank you, Jack. Two, Thank you, sir. Uh, a Jack and two Gregs. It's like the worst poker hand ever. Who's the other Jack? A Jack and, you know, like know. a uh, Jack and microphone two, Jack. <laughs> a Jack and two Gregs. Oh, oh okay. It's right. like if you if you th- show that, like people will, like not laugh at you. I'm not laughing now. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Greg That's Elwood, it. thank you from Hitfix.com and on Twitter on Hitfix Gregory. Greg Yolen from Steven Spielblog dot com on Twitter. Still nothing. No, and there will be nothing. Jack Morrissey for Team Jack, which is at, uh, up on iTunes on the main page, right at the front page on, uh, smodcast.com and on Twitter, Jack underscore M is in Mark, O, R like Roger, R like Roger, I, S is in Sam, S is in Sam, E, Y as in yes. Episode two, complete. And we're out. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.